Michael Saylor quit MicroStrategy or was he forced to? That and more in the crypto market talk this week. In this week's episode, we will talk about Bitcoin and Ethereum, some interesting news in the Bitcoin world, but also in the Ethereum world, especially leading up to September. And then we'll also talk about Tezos as a potential alternative to Ethereum. And then, of course, as well about Solana. Let's jump into the main news story of last week. Michael Saylor is stepping down as MicroStrategy CEO and the company takes 917 million charge on Bitcoin. Now that was pretty much the biggest news story of last week and a lot of people are thinking maybe Michael Saylor was forced to step down as CEO mainly because MicroStrategy as a business is still very much focused on cloud computing and IT services but not really on Bitcoin. Michael Saylor of course as the CEO has put a lot of effort and focus onto Bitcoin as MicroStrategy grew in the last couple of years. Now interestingly the stock has reacted quite positively for the step down of Michael Saylor and in my opinion it is actually not too bad of a decision because as you know MicroStrategy has been split into two uh, separate companies. One is MacroStrategy, essentially the Bitcoin part of the business, and MicroStrategy, the core part of the business. And in the PR report, they're even, say, even saying that with that, now can Michael Saylor can finally focus primarily on innovation and long-term corporate strategy while continuing to provide oversight of the company's Bitcoin acquisition strategy. And he's even saying as an executive chairman, I will be able to focus more on our Bitcoin acquisition strategy and related to Bitcoin advocacy initiatives, while Fong, who was the COO previously and he's becoming the interim CEO, will be empowered as a CEO to manage overall corporate operations. So a lot of corporate talk. The question is, of course, was Michael Saylor forced to step down or did he make that pick himself? We're continuing with some interesting uh, Bitcoin news. Bitcoin might have reached finally the bottom according to a new report by Caprioli's Charles Edwards. Now we have here a Twitter thread where he's saying the 12 Bitcoin capitulations and he's looking at different kind of quantitative measures but also looking at the chart and minor details etc and from there he's actually deciding that the bottom of bitcoin might be finally in one of these is of course also the google search results and he's looking at bitcoin is dead as a keyword and he's saying that worldwide google searches for bitcoin dead hit its highest level on record this june this is another useful barometer for market sentiment he's also looking at short-term holder capitulation one thing i've discussed on this channel many times and also kind of minor how are miners occur 
currently selling their bitcoins because even the miners are currently in a selling position so they do expect uh, the prices to go down but we might have just seen kind of the worst already through so he's saying in 12 points essentially and the last point being capitulation and bankruptcies that the bottom might be finally in bankruptcies were the last step and of course we know celsius we know voyager we know three arrows capital and all of these companies that were very very big in the bull market have been pretty much wiped out right now so it looks very much like the bottom we're continuing looking at miners Texas Bitcoin miner made millions more in power credits than actually selling Bitcoin. And we're talking about Riot blockchain. As you remember, last week we've talked about Marathon and the miner there. And a lot of people and, and mining companies are struggling currently in Texas due to the heat wave and due to kind of equipment running out and the energy grid going down and so on and so forth. And what we're seeing right now is that Riot blockchain has actually shut down its operations several times during Texas recent heat wave wave but apparently it also profited thanks to 9.5 million US dollars in power credit so they actually didn't sell the bitcoins and made a profit but they actually made their money using the power credits that they've gotten from Texas so right blockchain very similar to marathon is currently in expansion mode and are currently also in the US very much focused on Texas so it does look quite interesting especially if you're looking at their power credit uh, system and setup that is being built uh, over at Riot. Now, one thing we have to discuss here on this channel is, of course, the Ethereum merge coming up. Now, on one side, we have this entire discu discussion about proof of work, proof of stake, which we'll have in a couple of seconds right away. But another big discussion is what is kind of the scaling or the on top of uh, application that are being built uh, for Bitcoin. And that is, of course, the Lightning Network. And we have here move over Ethereum Bitcoin's Lightning Network has apps too. So Bitcoin until now was pretty much just a one-stop shop for everything transaction-based. So sending money from A to B, holding money in a wallet specifically, that was Bitcoin's core strength. In the last couple of months and years, people have been very much focused on developing the Lightning Network, which is kind of a layer two solution. So a layer on top of the original Bitcoin layer in order to increase the transaction size and the transaction output. And what we're seeing here right now on this graph, for example, is that in the last couple of months and even the last I want to say one and a half years but even in the last eight months the amount of users using the lightning network has also increased quite heavily. So for example, we see here the Chivo and Paxful applications in October 21, that's around 10 million people using actually the Lightning Network. The Chivo app is of course the wallet app that is being used in El Salvador. Paxful is a provider of crypto services in the US. And what is really interesting is that in March 22, the research here is saying that Cash App has actually 80 million users using their Cash 
app equivalent for Bitcoin. Now Cash App of course is very very big in the US and is essentially one of the top Lightning Network applications using the Bitcoin Lightning Network. But it's not all. We have of course other applications here as well. We can even have a look at this here and have a look at all the kind of the different implementations, the, ser the services, the node as a service, node management, liquidity services. We have uh, payment solutions, we have banking apps, we have wallets, we have rewards, earnings, social app, podcast, gaming, and all of these things are being built on Lightning right now. And it's not actually the applications that are not being built. The problem is still that the, the users are still not using these applications. So even though we have a very kind of healthy ecosystem that are supporting Lightning deposits and Lightning services and so on, we don't really see kind of what applications are being used by the users. For example, we have node management software. We have terminal here. We have node as a service. We have voltage green light bit node. We have podcasts and streaming. We have gaming and we have all of these different kind of applications that are being built right now, but they are lacking users. So I would expect if the Bitcoin Lightning Network is really as good as people are saying, I would expect the user numbers to grow as well. So if you are kind of banging and investing into that specific theory, I would say you have to focus on the user amounts first before actually investing into kind of this idea that the Bitcoin Lightning Network might be bigger than Ethereum. Before we jump into Ethereum, of course, we have to have a look at the chart right now. Not a lot has changed. Maybe the new range trade that I've mentioned here, but currently we're still kind of here at this very much interesting zone of around 23 to 24,000 and should this break I would expect us to actually go much much higher and even break maybe the 26,000 US dollar barrier. I would expect kind of a slow grind up until 28, 29,000 and then maybe another correction. So if you want to trade this this might actually be quite an interesting trade up to 30,000 and then we can start thinking about potentially shorting the market. Now, more interesting right now is actually the Ethereum market. And if we look at this headline here, crypto miner pushback suggests Ethereum offshoots are coming. Now, in order to understand what is actually happening, we need to also understand what has happened 2016. I've mentioned many times that during this DAO hack or after the DAO hack, the kind of the birth of Ethereum Classic, which you can also trade on Swiss code, of course, is essentially what was essentially kind of the split of ideology so you have to, you've had this DAO hack where a lot of people lost a lot of money I think in the double or even triple million digit number and a lot of people said okay let's revert this back let's change it back and actually bring back the kind of the original Ethereum and some people said no the hack has happened and this is the blockchain you cannot revert any transactions and that's how Ethereum Classic was born so it was born out of a hard fork as you call it and since then it has been running now ethereum is of course currently in a very interesting stage because they are planning the move to proof of stake and the proof of stake change is not completely through yet obviously on september 19th around that date we will probably see this change happening but it's very important to understand that there is a high risk that ethereum might actually 
change to proof of stake but at the same time not all the miners will support this one group that is very strong in this area is of course just the hardware miners and they are obviously banking on ethereum staying on proof of work and what we could potentially see is very similar to ethereum and ethereum classic a hard fork where we will see ethereum proof of work and ethereum proof of stake so two separate chains also independent from Ethereum and Ethereum Classic, that could potentially uh, be happening in September. It's not the only article talking about this. We also have this one here. Ethereum proof of work fork is coming soon, says a Chinese miner. Now, of course, in China, a lot of people are still mining cryptos and all around the world, a lot of people have bought a lot of graphics cards in order to use uh, proof of work or the proof of work algorithm from ethereum and mine actually ethereum now what we will probably see is kind of a fork as i've mentioned the ethereum proof of work coin a lot of people are discussing that the exchanges will then probably list ethereum proof of work ethereum proof of stake and then we'll also have ethereum classic so it will be interesting to see where the miners will actually be moving going forward whether they will stay with ethereum classic whether they will move on to ethereum proof of stake or whether they will use this new fork, this Ethereum proof of work fork that we'll see in the future. Now, looking at the past, we can also kind of make some kind of uh, ideas or, or get some ideas on what has happened in the past. We've had Bitcoin, we've had Bitcoin Cash. Now, very similarly, an ideology change has happened in the past and we've seen kind of Bitcoin Cash move on to kind of bring this new technological change and kind of move on separately. Bitcoin, however, has stayed very, very strong in its own kind of core developed um, uh, state, whereas Bitcoin Cash was never really accepted by mainstream. And I do expect, even though this is a very big realistic uh, chance that we will see Ethereum proof of work fork, I don't think that the fork will kind of survive very long. So very much you could probably trade this, but kind of going forward, I would expect a lot of the people and kind of the community support proof of stake. We can also see quite interesting news story here. Chainlink says its protocol will not support Ethereum's proof of work forks. Now Chainlink, as you know, is the number one price oracle in the crypto space. And that will be kind of a big, big, big topic because of course Chainlink is also kind of part of the Ethereum, of the original Ethereum ecosystem. So their interest lies in kind of Ethereum moving to proof of stake. What we can see here, quite interestingly, is that also Ethereum is at a very, very important stage of around 1,774 US dollars right now. And I do expect this to break actually. So I would expect this to break and then we'll see probably 1,800, 1,900. I would expect up until the fork or up until let's say the merge, I would expect us to crack 2000 US dollars. Now, whether we will see a drop afterwards depends on a lot of different market factors, of course, also on the Fed and so on. So I would expect this to rise at least until two, two and a half K, and then we might actually see a drop afterwards. Now, what about Tezos, for example? Here, a very interesting interview with Kathleen Brightman. She is the 
co-founder of Atezos, and she was actually asked kind of what are the advantages of proof of work, what is happening with proof of stake and so on. And she's actually saying in this Bloomberg interview that proof of stake is actually the superior kind of consensus algorithm compared to proof of work. Now, of course, the Bitcoin maximalists, they are huge fans of proof of work. They're saying it is essential security and Kathleen here is saying that proof of stake is actually much, much better. Now, in Tezos's case, it does seem to work quite well. Tezos as a blockchain is using, of course, proof of stake and has been using it for quite some while. And if we look at the chart, we can see here that it has been steadily grinding upwards together with the market without kind of kind of big major corrections that we've seen in the past. So I do expect Tezos to pump a bit more higher. And I would also expect the market to shift its focus from proof of work to proof of stake. And then actually I would look at all the different kind of proof of stake coins that you can trade here. So Tezos obviously is one of those proof of stake coins you can trade. Now we have to talk about this new story right here and it is it keeps on piling up bad news for Solana, for the Solana investors. New story broke that last week the Macalinao brothers, they have been developing different Solana DeFi protocols that they were kind of um, bringing funds from one protocol to the other while at the same time using the same funds. So they have built multiple protocols and multiple platforms. They use the same US dollar in multiple platforms to pump up and to prop up its TVL. TVL stands for total value locked and is an important metric in the DeFi space on not just Solana, but in just general, the DeFi ecosystem. Now, interestingly, this person right here, Ian, he kind of potentially propped up about 80% of the TVL. So the total value locked of Solana at its peak was probably coming from two major platforms, Sabre and Sunny. And it looks like 7.5 billion US dollars of the 10.5 at their peak. So when Solana was between 180, 200 US dollars, something like this was coming essentially from two protocols. And these two protocols were developed by one or two people max while at the same time saying it was more than 20 people working on different platforms. Now we have we have here a very interesting case on one side of course we have the fact that the Solana network is very dependent on the DeFi ecosystem as well and a lot of people have compared Solana to Ethereum while also looking at the DeFi TVL. On the other side we have this issue that a lot of anonymous teams have been propped up in the past to be something positive so that you can be completely anonymous. You don't have to show face, but at the same time, as long as you deliver value, it will be something positive. And in this case, we can see that it, it is not always kind of um, very positive when you look at anonymous founders. So this is kind of a risky situation here. And this new story, obviously, I mean, since then, the Solana TVL has broken down, of course, but at the same time, we know that these protocols were the backbone of the Solana DeFi ecosystem. So how will it continue? That's the big question. And again, the bad news keep on piling up. Last week, we've seen about 5 million US dollars have been hacked from different Solana wallets. And since then, we are assuming 
that it was not the Solana blockchain that was hacked, but more a specific wallet software or kind of the technology behind the wallet that has been used. And we can we have seen Phantom wallets being hacked and Slope wallets being hacked as well. So it wasn't specifically the Solana blockchain, but of course, again, another reputation hit on the Solana blockchain. So right now I'm not super, super bullish on Solana, just generally because a lot of people have pointed out that Solana has had its major, major flaws. Now, even since then, compared to, for example, Tezos, which has been grinding up slowly but surely, we can see that Solana is kind of trying to get up on its feet, but it's not really succeeding very much so. So again, of course, Solana is also at a very, very interesting point right now, but we've seen higher highs here locally at the end of July and um, here at, at 21st of July and, to, and 31st of July. So at the same time, I do expect expect Solana to of course go back a bit higher towards 50 US dollars but right now the technical issues that are kind of on Solana's screen daily this is a big issue and a big no-no for me so I'm staying away from this trade for now and if we're looking at the general market right now it looks kind of positive but again I urge you to be kind of more on the defensive side again the merge is super important but very very risky and on the other side macroeconomically we're still in a very problematic stage so you have to be very diligent when it comes to risk management that was it from the crypto market talk this week Make sure that you subscribe to this channel to not miss any other crypto news. I will see you on the next one.